Good morning, listeners, and welcome to Mercuria Broadcast of Hope. I'm Max O'Brien, here today with Agnes Drew and Dr. Rosalind Clark. It's day 1,345 since we came back on the air. Today, listeners, I'm hoping you can settle an argument for us. We realize we can't get your advice in real time, but we're hoping anyway. Wait, an argument? I didn't know about any argument. What are we arguing about? It's really not this big of a deal. We were talking about the old communities we used to have around here and trying to see what parts about the way they worked we wanted to try to incorporate into our own community that we're trying to start here in the college dorms. That led us to a discussion of which one we liked best. We obviously agreed on Deerfield because that's the one we all spent the most time at and it was the closest one at the time. But then we couldn't decide which we liked better between Rockport and St. Eloise. They were such different communities with different dynamics. They both had their strong points and their weak points. You can't compare them. It's apples and oranges, Agnes. No, it's not. Ah, I see. Okay, well, first, I'm glad that it's nothing serious that we're arguing about. But second, apples and oranges can totally be compared to each other. There have been studies about it. Wait, people did studies, scientific studies... About apples and oranges? Oh, yes. Scientists love taking commonly held beliefs and putting them to the test. I know about at least two studies like this. The first was at the NASA Ames Research Center and used infrared spectroscopy to analyze the two fruits. You can't be serious. Someone used a high-tech piece of equipment like that to compare apples and oranges... What do you even do with that data once you have it? Like any valid scientific research, you publish it. In this case, it went to a satirical science magazine, Annals of the Improbable Research. And what did the study find? That apples and oranges are actually quite similar. They concluded that the comparing apples and oranges defense was no longer valid and predicted that it would have a dramatic effect on arguments and discussions in the future. Well, I'd say they got the prediction wrong. Did the other study come to the same conclusions? Did they also use high-tech equipment? Did they run the fruits through a particle accelerator or something? No, but it got published in the British Medical Journal. There were evidently several instances of the phrase popping up in other publications and research, and the study author, Stanford Hospital Surgeon-in-Chief James Barone, noted that the comparisons were invalid. He said that apples and oranges are both sweet, similar in size, weight, and shape. They are both grown in orchards and can be eaten and juiced. Sounds like he concluded that they were the exact same fruit. Not quite. They did note that the seeds were different. The Annals of Improbable Research responded by publishing an article stating that the first study was done with more depth, rigor, and most importantly, more expensive equipment. Can't argue with that. This reminds me, though, of a story a guy out at the Wonderland Zoo told me the last time they were through here. That zoo that let all the animals out a couple of years ago because they didn't think they could take care of them and then had to round them all back up because they were a danger to the whole area? Yeah, that's the one. He apologized again for the lynx hunting you, by the way. Anyway, he said that he used to work at an aquarium and that someone had asked him to tell him the difference between a sea otter and a sea lion. He didn't know where to start. He said it was like trying to tell the difference between a cat and a dog. 
Knowing where to start might be hard, but there are plenty of differences and similarities between sea otters and sea lions. But getting back to your argument, I have to agree with Max. We felt a strong bond with Deerfield because, as you mentioned, we spent a lot of time over there and it was closer. But St. Eloise and Rockport both occupied an important niche for us and the whole area. They weren't in competition then, and they shouldn't be now. That's fine. Like I said, it's not a big deal. I was just making conversation. That said, I'm going to call foul on Max's use of the apples and oranges phrase for all the reasons I just outlined. So you're both right. Good work. Excellent. Sounds good to me. And now we've reached the end of another broadcast. Listeners, let us know if you have an opinion about apples or oranges or St. Eloise or Rockport. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, this has been Max O'Brien, Agnes Drew, and Dr. Rosalind Clark for Mercury, a broadcast of hope. Take care of each other.